the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Rob Black talking all things financial. Welcome back into the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. I want everything now. Do you remember when you were a little more materialistic than you are now? Do you remember when you, hey, I want less now, especially in my own home. Odd thing to say, right? It's a winter Friday and I'm cold. That's worthy of throwing out there. The NASDAQ, the SP 500, the Dow started off the year. First two weeks, really strong. Third week, we got weaker. So let's go back to the Wayback Machine, shall we, Sherman? Do you remember how great the start of 2023 was? Well, it feels like it's gone, right? feels like we're in winter again. Three or four straight days of a down market on the fear that the Fed's going to keep raising interest rates. And like that's the story right now. It's going to change as we saw inflation this week come down aggressively. Maybe a month ago, two months ago, that would have been enough for us to continue our rally. But dang it, the Fed keeps opening their mouth. And when they open their mouth, they keep talking about higher interest rates for longer. Yesterday, Fed Vice Chair Lyle Brainerd, who most people think is next in line to be a Fed chairman. Jerome Powell's got COVID this week. Whoa. Lael Brainerd. What a, I, I just like seeing the word Lael. As far as name goes, I don't have a daughter, but if I did, I, I'm considering Lael because it's just odd. It's goofy. Keep in mind, I named my dog a, a series of zeros and ones, so I'm a little bit of an oddball right there, right? Well, Fed Vice Chair Lael Brainerd yesterday said, She's going to talk. She's going to talk. She's going to calm the market down. She's going to say, you know, three or four bad days. We, you know, we're on your side of investors. No, she said the opposite. She said, we're determined to stay the course until inflation is back at 2%. Not at the 6% readings that we saw this week. Better than the 7% we saw in November. Like, whoa. Can't you at least, she, she gave a wink. She said, yeah, it, it looks like things are going in the right direction for us and as far as inflation goes. But it takes a while. Keep looking at this Rust story with Alec Baldwin. And I try to go, is there anything I can teach you? First and foremost, there's going to be periods of life where you're probably going to have an attorney. My brother David pulled me aside when I was probably 18, 19, 20 years old. And he goes, if you get a DUI, this is how you handle it. You give the officer your ID and you give him your insurance. And that's it. And my brother, big brother, David, is awesome. He was basically telling me, don't do anything more. Don't do anything less. Don't be belligerent. Don't try to talk your way out of it. 
He's an attorney, by the way. I think that's worthy of note. He's also the brother that gave me the horrible advice when I was like 14. If you ever run some, if you ever hit someone in a car, put it in reverse and kill him. He was kidding. What he was trying to do was show me the value of the way the law looks at someone who's maimed for someone who's dead. It's weird, right? Because when I was 20, someone rear ended, probably when I was 18, someone rear ended me. And I, I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to head home. I'm good. And then I got home and all the, mo- uh, the momentum left my body, all the adrenaline left my body. And suddenly I had neck issues. I got rear ended. I think it's a common thing. I didn't try to embellish it. I didn't try to play it up. I didn't try to go, I'm going to sue you. But what was interesting was when the woman rear ended me, she goes, I, I tried to put my foot on the brake and I put it on the accelerator. I'm so, so sorry. I'm like, don't talk. My brother David once said, all you do, if you ever do anything wrong, is give them your, your name and your identification and your insurance. And she kept talking. I'm like, oh, so I go home and I, I, I really hurt. It was really one of those interesting nights. I remember it was a Monday night. I was watching Monday night football in bed and my body just locked up. And I started bawling because all my friends had gone out to watch Monday night football. And I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And my car was totaled. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll be okay. And uh, then like 20 minutes after I left, I was like, I need to ride to the hospital. I don't know what's going on. What I really needed was a Valium and some aspirin or something like that. I don't take drugs ever. My spouse is angry at me when I hurt myself. I'm like, I'd, I'd rather rehabilitate myself versus taking drugs. If I have a strain, I don't like pop pills. I don't get braces. I just, I figure it out. So there's going to be at some point in your life where you need an attorney. And then you also need friends, I think is the point of the segment, right? Alec Baldwin is being charged with involuntary manslaughter for being an actor, for being handed a loaded pistol that in theory he didn't load himself. And while on set, he aimed it towards human beings thinking it was dummies, thinking that it was blanks. Something went terribly, terribly wrong. He needs an attorney. There's going to be points in your life. My brother Dave said this, you're going to need an attorney. As I turned 50, I was like, you know what? I need to get my trust done now. I need an attorney. When I was in my early 30s, some of my business partners, I moved to the West Coast to come do this show, to come get on TV. And I, the company was four of us and it was supposed to stay the four of us. We were going to fold in a partner, CFP Chad Burton. And when I moved, they're like, no, let's do a power play. Let's get rid of Chad and Rob. And I needed an attorney. It was really, really weird because I kind of got engaged and I came back and I was going, I was showing in my old office and I was meeting the guys at like 10 a.m. and I got there probably at 9 30. And I saw notes that they were planning on stealing clients and they weren't telling me about them. I'm like, what? Guess what? I needed an attorney. There's points in your life where you do. Don't be shy about it. Who is it that's going through bankruptcy right now? Um, oh, maybe Twitter. Maybe, not yet, but maybe. And bankruptcy laws are there to protect you. I hate to say it because it sounds very liberal of me. Like, um, if you have no other option, I would rather you go bankrupt than try to pay back something that's going to take you 20 years to pay back and lose that ability to invest money for the long term for your retirement. 
it's a weird concept, but it's okay. Sometimes you're going to need an attorney. Sometimes you're going to make mistakes. Sometimes you're going to be taken advantage of something. There's a lot that can happen. Build your team of smart people. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. My goal is to get you to retirement. Enough said, right? Um, one of the things I love doing is studying companies and studying opportunities. And one of the things that I really want people to walk away from after listening to this show on a regular basis is dividends are good. Dividends um, are characteristic of, of something you should be attracted to. The old cliche is some guys prefer blondes, some guys prefer brunettes. Some people like athletic bodies, some people like a body with a little muffin on top, like me. Owens is really, really, really uh, concerned about my body when I was... 20 years old. And I was like, I don't want to really take my shirt off at the beach kind of thing. And by beach, that means I never want to take my shirt off. And uh, playing soccer, I grew up and I had these just amazing legs. Um, like they're great. They're big. They're strong. I was able to out leg press everyone in my high school. Um, but I had a little muffin on my belly. I never got a six pack, maybe a two pack, <laughs> maybe, right? I know you're saying not likely, um, but something that I'm really, really attracted. And I had a girlfriend once say, you know, I like it. And I was like, okay. And then I was suddenly good with it. I suddenly lost all shame. And when you're able to turn the lights on and see your own self, it, it's helpful. Same thing when it comes to investing. Um, I found that conversation with a CFP that I recently had, Stephanie Richmond from EP Wealth, where she said, not only do you have to be honest as a client, but we have to be honest as a financial planner. I was like, that's perfect. Let's, let's have lights on. Tell me if I have a muffin belly or not kind of thing. It helps. It really, really helps. So dividends to me are a game changer. I just got my, at the start of the year, you get your dividend statements from your investments. And I was very thrilled. I literally have enough that I can turn off. And right now I I mostly reinvest my dividends. If I'm saving up to say buy a house in a year or two years for a down payment, then I, I, I turn the dividend tap instead of reinvesting it. I turn it towards creating a cash pile. I find dividends be very helpful. I can now replace my salary if I wanted to. And it's comforting as I head towards retirement and think, you know, what's my goals? I don't want to leave money to my kids. I do. It's really interesting when I see people like uh, Lorraine Powell Jobs. And she's like, yep, all the money dies to me. I'm like, whoa. I, she wants her kids to go out and make their own way. But again, they have the job's name and they kind of all got into Harvard because of the job's name. So I, I don't know how much they're making their own way. But she's not leaving big chunks of money, even though her father or her husband gave them big chunks of money, millions and millions of dollars. So they're all OK, right? 
but I want to leave money. So I, I, you have decisions to make. And for me, creating enough of an income from dividends was important. Monthly dividend stocks are a game changer for some income investors. They're usually quarterly. And I think most of us live paycheck to paycheck or month to month, not quarter to quarter. For all the changes we've experienced in recent years, some things remain regrettably the same. We all have to pay bills. And those bills generally come monthly. Whether it's your mortgage, your car payment, um, your utility bills, your whatever the bill is, it comes monthly typically, right? In our working years... That's not necessarily a problem because paychecks come bi-weekly, right? But in retirement, if you're getting paid quarterly, you better have a pretty good budget. Because again, most dividend stocks pay quarterly. And if you have a dividend stock, let's say Microsoft or maybe a REIT or General Motors it's a consistent thing and you can kind of figure it out. So if a company XYZ pays a 1% dividend and you own a hundred dollars of it, you essentially get 25 cents every 90 days. That's the basic idea of it. It doesn't work exactly like that, but you get the idea. That's the basics. So how do you match up what's in your investment portfolios to a monthly budget, a monthly outlay, a cost? Again, budgeting, right? Dividend stocks generally pay quarterly. Bonds pay semi-annually, which is twice a year. Sometimes I say words, and I'm like, is that still mean what I thought it meant in high school? Semi-annual. Okay, let me think about that. Yes. Monthly dividend stocks can help smooth out that income stream, and there are a couple out there. REITs are called real estate investment trusts. And there's also another way of getting a monthly dividend stream from business development companies, BDCs. And usually that's about it, where you're going to find that monthly availability. I really like the stock of BlackRock and a lot of their portfolios that they create for investors to invest in. I do a lot of research for BlackRock. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. This is a game on research, studying what other people are doing, studying what companies are doing, studying what other companies are doing. It's, it's all about studying. The current yield on the S&P 500 is about 1.7%. And last year in my S&P 500 funds, I ultimately reinvested my dividends, right? So if the S&P 500 was down 20%, I was down less than that because I reinvested my dividends. It's a small concept to digest. Take your time. It's early. I get it. So what are some stocks that pay monthly? There's a company called Realty Income. Take your symbol is O. Now, again, this is for research purposes for you. I don't want you to go off and buy this. I want you to think about it. Realty Income is a company that does mortgages. Not mortgages. What's the right way of saying it? It manages properties. 
11,700 properties, in fact, spread out over 1,100 different tenants in 80 separate industries. When you think about them, you you probably don't think like that Dollar General store that I'm going to go to today or the 7-Eleven I'm going to go pick up a six-pack from or a Slurpee. Who doesn't love Slurpees, right? Or Lowe's. Those are all tenants in company called Realty Income. They own a lot of the strip malls. They own grocery store areas. Um, they're well positioned. If let's hypothetically say Dollar General goes out of business and uh, Dollar Store says, I want that property. That's perfect. It's already set up perfect. We don't have to recondition anything. We don't have to put in gas ovens. We don't have to do anything. That's what realty income does. It yields 4.7%. So if you own $100 of it, you get $4.70 every year. And in this case, it's actually factored out monthly. So $4.70 divided by four is what? A buck 15 quarterly. And then you do that divide by three. So you're getting like 35 cents a, a month for every $100. Like you see how it works, right? I'm not so particular that I need my dividends monthly versus quarterly. But I'm also not in retirement. I hope that I'm in retirement, that I'm able to say, you know what I need this year? Last year I spent $150,000. I'm going to need $150,000 in income this year. And I could take a look at the annual yields of my income stocks. And then it's up to me to like have cash available to fund my monthly needs, right? It's a little bit of work. I'll be honest with you. Another company that is a monthly payer that has a really, really high dividend yield is a company called Gladstone Commercial. I do not own it. I'm saying, again, consultant worker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. But their ticker symbol is good, G-O-O-D. So I think you could probably remember that. And if you're listening to this podcast while you're at work, go punch in the ticker symbol. It has a large portfolio of logistical and light industrial properties, approximately 54% of its rental revenues come from industrial companies, properties, with 42% coming from office real estate. So it's a pretty cool real estate investment trust. 1% of their properties are medical offices. 3% are retail properties. One minute. But most of the money comes from like um, when you go into the industrial part of your town and you see those commercial buildings in back, you're like, there's no businesses there. People just store stuff there. That, that's right. That's them. So they have a monster dividend yield of 8.1%. Um, a little too juicy for me. Uh, the higher the yield, the more the risk for me when I start looking at something. Then I look at the track record of the company. Then I look at how much the equity has returned over time, the return on equity, the return on investment, um, how much debt these companies have. That's really, really important to me. One that goes after homes. Um AGNC investment, ticker symbol AGNC. I gave you some stock ideas, consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned. Do you want your dividends monthly, quarterly, or semi-annually, or annually? You figure it out. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. It's funny how habits change quickly, right? 
I went from looking at the weather of what's going to be high, what's going to be low, to how many hours of rain, when's it going to stop? I've been searching different apps to find different successes and failures. And believe it or not, the Apple app's doing a really nice job with precipitation. I don't like the look of the app. They uh, acquired a company, I think Dark Weather or something like that, a couple of years ago, and they basically shut down that app. Um, but they are taking a lot of the data and algorithms from it. And it's one of the coolest features of the Apple Weather app is you can take out the temperatures, you can take out the humidity, you can take out a lot of things, and you can just say, when's it going to rain? And you can kind of see what the, the period looks like. I know you're saying you sound like your dad, you care about rain. <laughs> yes, when you own an expensive home, two expensive homes, and one is in snow and right now covered in snow from all the rain, and one of them is covered in wet rain. You start thinking, is this going to end badly with an insurance claim? It's worthy of note. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Let's go over some odd little things, shall we? First and foremost, life never happens like we want it to. I think that's fair to say. And it's important that we say that. You have to be honest with yourself. There's going to be hiccups. I know a guy that's on his third wife. And um, that's expensive. There's periods of your life where you're, you know, and I'm not trying to go man against woman here, but it, in this case, he's constantly paying wives off to go away, which is a weird way of putting it or paying them what they deserve. Or I don't even know. I don't want to get into the socials of it, <clears throat> but you can lose a lot of wealth with marriages, with houses, with cars, with college. One of the best things I did was settle down. <clears throat> My divorce was embarrassing. The marriage lasted under a year. And then I happened to wander into her computer one night because I have a massive insomnia. And it was on. And I saw an email to a guy that she was flirting with. And she basically said something to the nature of, um, if there was a fire... What three things would you grab from your apartment? And he goes, I would grab my phone to call you. I would grab my passport to come see you. And uh, she gave a response that was not the best. She wanted her Edgar Allan Poe book. She wanted her phone and maybe her purse or something. I don't know. So I asked her, I said, yeah, if there's ever a fire, do you mind waking me up on the way out? And we got a divorce. Lasted under a year, but that's the crux of it. It was it was lovely while it was in the romantic period. It was horrible when yeah, she was a very beautiful woman and people would send her emails from around the world. Didn't go the way I wanted it to, but because she did what she did, I think she felt a little guilt and she didn't take me to the cleaners. Tough to take someone to the cleaners for one year of marriage anyway, but you get the idea. Uh, we didn't co-mingle funds. I know a woman right now who's inheriting millions and millions and millions of dollars from her grandparents. She's in her 30s. I would give you her number, but I'm not going to. Just in case I need it in years to come. No, 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 no. I'm not that guy. Um, but I told her, I was like, you know, don't commingle that. If you ever get married, if you ever settle down, don't commingle. That's yours. Your grandfather wanted you to have it. If you put his name in it and you divorce, he gets half of it. And again, that's romantic to do. I don't believe in romance when it's $6 million. I believe in romance when you have nothing... And you all you except for two nickels and you like you yeah, sure, consolidate things. Even then I, I don't even know. But inheritance I don't commingle. Um I didn't ask my spouse to commingle hers. Um 
but you get the idea. Okay, so sometimes things don't go as they plan. Divorces, right? And they're expensive. So try to marry well, is what I would say. To the point that if you send me your 18-year-old son or daughter, I'm going to say, try not to get married in your 20s. Figure out what you really, really want from a life partner in your 20s. And I know you're saying, that's not the way of doing it. <laughs> that's fair. I'm not, I'm not the love doctor. Lisa Marie Presley died at the age of 54. You know, when we first saw Lisa Marie Presley, she was this uh, Southern charm package of like, she was Elvis's fiery daughter. And I, I remember the first time I saw her and I was like, wow, she kind of strangely looks like her dad. Weird. Um, but she died at 54. I would say that didn't go the way she wanted it to. She inherited the king's money. I would say that's awesome on a lot of levels, but she died at 54. Her ex-husband, Danny Keough, with whom she lived with, administered CPR until paramedics arrived. After her pulse was restored, she was taken to a nearby intensive care unit and placed on life support in an induced coma with a temporary pacemaker. Lisa Marie had complained about stomach pains earlier Thursday, and her death was not a suicide. Lisa Marie's father and paternal grandmother also both died from heart attacks at young ages. Weird to say Lisa Marie Presley's father, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's Elvis. Died at 42. 42. Um, Elvis's mother died at 46. So I think it's fair to say that there were some longevity issues on Elvis's side of the family. Now, again, he was a little bit on the bloated side. I got kicked out of Graceland once. We're asking the tour guide, um, can you show me the toilet that Elvis died on? And there was about 0, 0.0 seconds of patience with that question. Um, but I saw the jungle room. I saw his TV room where he would lay on bed with TV glasses and watch TV on his back. A true invention of miracles. Um, <clears throat> I know you're saying, why isn't that one patented? It probably is somewhere, right? So Lisa Marie Presley dead at 54. Her father died at 42. Her grandmother died at 46. Hopefully she had a will. Hopefully she had a trust. Um, her death occurred just two days after she and her mother attended the Golden Globes ceremony to support Austin Butler, who won the award for best actor in the drama film for his portrayal of her father. Um, pretty crazy stuff, right? So sometimes we don't live as long as we think we're going to. It, I feel bad for Priscilla. What's it like to bury your, your daughter? And when I said that out loud right now, I was like, is Priscilla still alive? And yeah, she attended the Golden Globes with her mother. Um, I'm just throwing that out there for you. People, sometimes life doesn't go the way you want it to. Um, got an email from a guy who is, he is into every stupid stock on the planet. Like the AMCs, he's convinced that he's got it, that he's got this formula to hit a home run. And in it, his email, he sent me hit the website that he gets his stock picks from called WalletInvestor.com. I'm not knocking WalletInvestor.com. I don't know WalletInvestor.com. I did a quick search on negatives on Wallet Investor, and there's a lot of people who've used the service who don't like it. So that's my first flag of maybe not for me. It's eight bucks a month. I'm like, if it's eight bucks a month, is it really worth it? Probably not. You're not spending big money. You're spending a little bit of money trying to get secrets from Wall Street. I'm not a big newsletter fan because it's not timely. I'm not a big uh, website fan. 30. 
I'm not a big um, software that tells you green light, buy stocks, red light, don't buy stocks or sell stocks. If it sounds like too easy, it probably is. What you're getting for an $8 website might just be a dude who shared his ideas with you. Speculative. Some of them hit, some of them misses. I don't think anything worth $8 worth paying is worth paying for in the world of investment advice. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening. So I'm going to hit two things. Let's hit five stocks. I saw a list. It's called five stocks that will do well in a good economy, in a bad economy. No, no. What did the list say? Let's let's be careful on how we quote this. It says five stocks that will outperform the market. No, 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 no. Five best inflation-proof stocks. Do you see what I'm trying to tease a little bit? Be careful lists and be careful. We don't know you when we put together these lists. We don't know your income needs, your investment needs, your long-term goals, your short-term goals, your experience. We don't know if you're getting an inheritance. So it's always bad to ask for stock picks unless we know you. With that said, EP Wealth has a list of 10 people who work on the Investment Policy Committee, and they help form what we invest in and what we don't. Uh, Many of them CFAs, CFP credentials, they've got quite the skill set. I like that. I would always rather, one of the best ways I ever saw people invest was I'd go, I'd go to investor clubs. This was more of a thing in the late 90s, early 2000s, where groups of women or groups of men would get together and meet once a month and talk, bring in $100 each. And from that pool, uh, they would buy one stock and they would debate which stock to buy. And typically it was a growth stock and it was men. And for women, it was... There was always one woman that I loved. She was always like 90 years old. And she goes, I don't like TikTok stocks. So she would make the other women find something else. Oh, Instead of finding what's on the headline, she'd make them find something else. So here's a list of five best inflation-proof stocks. I tend to like group think more so than putting together a list for you. Um, but some of this is going to make some sense to you. CF Industries. They make fertilizer. Um, strong pricing for fertilizer due to the oldest belief of economic principles. Demand is up. Supply is down. We are always, always, always going to need food. And to get more food out of the ground, we're going to need to fertilize said ground. Now, supply has been constricted in this industry by sanctions against Russia and Belarus, two of the leading global producers of fertilizers. So this is going to fight inflation, but it's also going to be around forever and ever and ever and ever. A demand for food. Maybe not the company. They could do something horrible. CEO can get up in a bell tower. Um, He loses his mind is what I'm trying to say. Uh, CEO can get into a gambling scandal, i.e. lose his mind. There's things like that that can happen that probably won't, that haven't happened. But CF Industries, ticker symbol CF, shares have risen. They're up 18% year over year. If stocks are valued by multiples of earnings, an 18% increase in the share price when compared to 1,200% increase in earnings, 
might be construed as a mismatch. So there's a lot to like on the company. Now you have to consult a merger advisor before taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. Another stock that's not going to go out of business anytime soon that makes sense in a recession, that makes sense in a growth period, that makes sense um, it, for the long term, Costco. First and foremost, Costco has a subscription model. So it's very visible. So they've cut the margins on items that they sell. So they're pretty cheap in store, right? But if you're not going consistently, you're probably not making up enough money for it to pay for that um, membership. Costco's pulled back in the last couple of years. They sell coffins, they sell cars, what you they sell a lot of things. Part of this is explained by cooling costs, particularly gasoline, which Costco sells a lot of, regardless of the and it's cheap. Their gas is cheaper. So if you have a membership, I'm I'm pro Costco. If you're gonna go. For me, Costco's always been like five miles from my home and the grocery store is like half a mile. And I just don't go five miles for bulk chicken. I just don't. And I wish I could. I don't need bulk alcohol like I used to. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Um, but yeah, if if you die and you don't get a coffin from Costco, <clears throat> I mean, you're making a mistake in my opinion. Costco is a dividend grower. The dividend is small, but eight-tenths of 1%. Investors might be encouraged that the company has grown at about 13% clip annually for the last decade. This says a lot about the astute and prudent management. For really long-term investors, the growth of the dividend can pile up and produce spectacular cash-on-cash earnings. I like Costco long-term, and I think it beats inflation. Every couple of years, they raise their prices. Every couple of years, they've been uh, increasing their dividend. Now, it's not a big one. It's less than 1%. But if you want a little bit of growth with some income, it's not a bad name. It won't get you into a lot of trouble. Devon Energy. Um, this is less evident of how operating it's working. Ticker symbol is TVN. Revenues were 54% higher. Earnings per share were up 133%. It's a play on oil. Oil prices were way up in 2021. At the current moment, they're under the influence of seasonal demand patterns. There's always wild cards in the oil market that can drive prices higher. Um, the yield for the S&P 500 is about 1.8%. With Devon Energy, you're getting about 9%. That's dangerous. So this one on my on the list, this was not a list that I made up. Someone else did. It caught my, my attention. I was like, I'll go over it on air and, and tell you my thoughts. There's fixed parts of the dividend. There's variable components of the dividend. Cash flows are a big part of how it's configured. It's not the easiest thing to figure out. Ten. Devon is shrinking its share count. Company is about $1.3 billion through a $2 billion buyback. There's a lot to like about Devon Energy. Um, you can go for a pipeline if you don't like Devon Energy. You can go for a pure oil play like an Exxon or Chevron. But again, it depends on what your portfolio needs. And I'm not jumping into that one. <clears throat> but here's one that I like a lot for the average person to talk about on radio. 30. Pilgrim's Pride. Ticker symbol PPC. It's one of the largest chicken producers in the world. It's declined in recent months due to bird flow, uh, where they had to cool the herd. Um, but I think white meat is chicken is always going to be more affordable than red meat, right? And I don't think it's going to go out of business anytime soon. 
You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. If you need to work with a CFP, a financial planner, contact me, Rob at robblackshow.com. I'll put you in touch with someone that's Rob at robblackshow.com. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archive podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.